Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. I'm your host, Barnett Simmons, and today we have a very special guest today with us. It's Erica Flores, a Toronto-based uh, uh, illustrator and calligrapher, uh, and a multimedia artist from Toronto uh, with a modern and minimalist style, and you know she's always looking for ways to experiment creatively. Erica is best known for her live art uh, used on a variety of mediums, such as acrylic glass paintings, digital illustrations, and engravings, is often showcasing her artwork through a unique blend of spoken word poetry and video. Her work has been featured on uh, multiple media outlets and brands such as Indigo, Canada's Basketball, CBC Toronto, uh, City TV's The Social, and BuzzFeed. Erica, say what's up to everybody, please. Hey, everyone. And thanks so much, Bart, for such (laughs) a wonderful introduction. Um, I always have like an issue kind of introducing myself and you did that so nicely. So thank you so much for that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you, you have a lot of things. <laughs> you have a lot. You have a lot of things inside of your introduction that you've done <laughs> and that you do. When you normally meet somebody, what do you say? What, that you just say, I'm, "I'm an artist." Yeah, pretty much. Like, say, like I'm a Toronto-based like illustrator, calligrapher, um, and yeah, like I just I feel weird kind of like listing out because people ask me like, "Oh, where have I might have seen you in?" or like, "What have you done?" and I feel just kind of awkward just saying like oh yeah like I was I was doing like this and like indigo or whatever like BuzzFeed and yeah it just feels like like I obviously write it on my website I forget that I do that so like hearing you say that is like it's it's weird (laughs) and what about like um you know the artistry of everything I'm assuming this starts at a young age is this something you were doing when you were really young or something you picked up when you were older um, I've always been like into art, like since I was younger. So, um, like since I was like elementary, like we, I remember literally during recess, like me and a couple friends, we would just do drawings like on the floor, like during recess. And, um, weird enough, we were trying to sell them, like not like with money, but with like <laughs> candy or something, some sort of currency that yeah. you would use in elementary school. Um, but yeah, since I was like really young, I've just always been drawn to art. Uh, but as like I grew older, I just kind of like, as I did like my schooling, my education, I geared towards more like sciences and looking towards like a different like type of career. I've never really seen myself doing a career in art. Um, so like my, like if, you know, like about my education and all that, like it's, it was told, it's totally different from what I'm doing right now. Um, like I actually did, uh, like my my degree was in like neurobiology and genetics. Really? Yeah, <laughs> it's my bachelor's, and my master's was like developmental psychology, which is like totally different with from what I'm doing now. But um, like, and when I tell people that this is like my side hustle, and when I tell them like what my full time job is, they're just like, "Well, like, how did that even happen?" But yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so how does that happen? Because did you ever have that, you know, that, that kind of passion of like, I want to make this my living or was this almost like, no, this is more, more or less for me. I don't really see this as like my profession or my vocation. Uh, this is something I do just to help me process or help me relax and chill or express myself. Yeah. Um. Well, it's funny. Cause like, 
I, th- I mentioned like I've always really been geared towards art and like creativity um and like before before I even started this like side hustle before I started Inkscript people would ask me like oh would you ever like sell your artwork or would you ever like try to make this like a living and it was just you know some conversation I have with friends and I would always respond with uh like I don't want to make my creation or my passion into like a commodity I've always said that um and it's funny because now I'm actually like selling my work and my services (laughs) and my art so it's like you just never know where you're going to like where your future is headed to or where you're you know kind of like your life course is headed to but um I guess it all began when I actually helped my my friend who was getting married like back in like 2018 and she was trying to do like this like you know like pinterest worthy like seating chart thing and she asked me like she's like oh you're the one with the nicest handwriting like will you help me with like the calligraphy on this and that back then like i didn't really know too much about calligraphy i literally had to like google and kind of like watch youtube tutorials on like what she wanted to do and learn how to do like a seating chart there's a lot that comes into it and so i did that for her and then i realized that like during my research while doing that for her, that there was this whole kind of industry out there and this whole career with calligraphy out there. Yeah. And I didn't know about that. Um, And Instagram is just like a plethora, there's like a plethora of like resources out there, but I decided to just make like an Instagram just to kind of like document kind of like my progress and, you know, just post like my artwork and just do it for fun. And then that's when people started kind of like noticing my work as I was posting it more and asking me if I offer it as like a product or service. Um, yeah. And I guess it was just born out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those people that don't know, what's calligraphy? Yeah. So calligraphy, it's a lot of people say it's like fancy handwriting or like pretty handwriting, but <laughs> I would, um, I would, I would argue that it's not, it's actually like a form of art. And many um, like calligraphers would agree with that because writing you know like it comes kind of naturally but with calligraphy there's like stroke patterns um yeah and there's like stroke patterns so like the downstroke is usually like thicker than like the upward stroke so there's just like an art to it and you can create like even different kinds of art forms with calligraphy so it's basically is like lettering but like a more artistic and creative way of you know like doing lettering in some sort of way and people are evolving in that space right like people are finding out new ways of doing things or new applications to use calligraphy and how to mix it in with different types of media and different types of art so you're 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 like a multifaceted uh artist so what are the mediums that you're most comfortable in you know you talk about being an illustrator you talk about using multimedia you talk about calligraphy what are the things that that are i guess the the truest form of your your art uh, craft um so the most com- like the one I'm mo- like I most commonly do and that like people tend to kind of hire me for I would say are both digital and um the acrylic like line art so the acrylic glass kind of plexiglass kind of paintings that I do where I do like the line art drawings on it and those are two that I also feel like the most like comfortable like doing and like I have the most fun doing like just painting on um, like the the glass surfaces or painting on like other different kinds of surfaces and also doing uh, like digital, you know, like illustrations and digital um, like calligraphy as well. 
uh, like recently, like I guess in the last like two or so years, I started doing more like engraving. Um, so on like glass or like uh, ceramic or stone. Um, and it, I used to only do like calligraphy, but um, if you notice, like you'll probably notice on like my Instagram and some of my other platforms that I've been doing much more like illustration lately, which was actually like my first love and what I used to do when I was younger. And I started, I decided to experiment with that because I really like experimenting with different mediums and, and different surfaces. So I started doing like engravings, um, like il engraved illustrations, actually. So that, that one I start, I found, I found that a little bit more um, laborsome, but it's like, it, it's such a fun and such a unique different art form that I, I'm still like exploring and discovering. Your your artwork and we're going to link all of her social media platforms so you can see her art. You really should check it out because it's really cool and such a unique vibe. You know, like you you have a, a very strong or present uh, uh, overarching theme. It's not it's like floral botanical, but not not in the way that you think. It has a very warm texture to it. There's lots of taupes and browns. There's lots of uh, greens, but in a different way that you don't necessarily see. Um, what are some of the inspirations that you kind of pull from to find a style like this? Is this something that you kind of have evolved along the way that you're like, okay, this is more comfortable for me in how I want to present these ideas or concepts? Yeah, that, that's actually such a good question um, because I, I, I use color uh, very often in my work to kind of portray like an emotion or to kind of evoke an emotion or a feeling in my work. So I'm really glad that you said that because I think it's working if you notice that. <laughs> so thank you for, for noticing that. Um, but in terms, um, of a kind of like the style and kind of like the, you know, the style of work that I do, um, in the beginning, when I was, as I mentioned, like I started off with an Instagram and I was kind of exploring the industry. And when I realized I wanted to make this into not just, you know, just artwork, but into like a brand, into a business, uh, I was, you know, like I was all, I was looking at inspiration from like other artists out there. And I noticed that especially in the calligraphy industry, there's a lot of um, people in the wedding industry. Uh, so a lot of people in the wedding industry, just because of the nature of the industry, like the the type of um, like the themes and the thematic kind of artwork out there is usually like more like whimsical, um, more like neutral kind of softer palettes and tones. So if you keep scrolling down my view, you'll probably notice like it just gets lighter and lighter and probably paler and paler and more pastel. That's because back then um, I thought that maybe like if I wanted to get an industry, it would attract more, you know, like clients that way, or maybe people that way. And then as I grew in as like, as a person and as an artist, I real I started realizing what I wanted to do and kind of like what I felt reflects me felt more like me. And, um, I, like, I always love like color and the use of like color theory and kind of evoking like certain emotions and feelings in people using color. So I was like, you know what, like, I shouldn't, like, you know, fit into a mold, which, by the way, like, I'm not saying anything bad about like that kind of theme, like, it totally works for other people. I just didn't feel like it was like for me. So I was, you know, trying to think of what is like, more me. So I then I thought of, um, like, what kind of feelings that I want to portray in people, I want people when people to look at my artwork, 
how I feel when I look at like a sunset. So that's why I always say like I use a sunset palette and a sunset color palette because like one of like, like, yeah, and it was like some of like my best memories and the warmest memories have always been during like sunset or like sun, um, you know, sunrise where I just think about like, just like the warmest memories and kind of like nostalgia. And I wanted those feelings to be portrayed and reflected in my artwork. Um, so that's why I, I lean toward, especially now and like, you know, evolving throughout my artistic style, I was leaning towards more like earthy tones, more like warm tones, um, using a lot of natural light in my like kind of content, like photography. Yeah, just kind of like evoking those like feelings in people. And hopefully like that is reflected in my artwork. And I'm yeah, that's why I'm glad that you said that. <laughs> You, you nailed it on the heck of it, it without I was using other words because I didn't know what word to use but sunset color palette is exactly it it has this tone towards it towards you know even the 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 way that you uh, uh use the lines to emphasize certain parts of the of the artwork it almost feels as if it has this warm I don't know how like it's a warm energy yeah. about it. What again? You have to check out the links in the in the description <laughs> afterwards to go to understand what we're talking about. Otherwise, we're gonna sound like two crazy people just saying you're talking about just talking about warm <laughs> warm paper. Yeah, trying to bring warmth into but Toronto. It, <laughs> exactly, we need it. We, we need, need it, it right it, now. Yeah. Um, but I think th that's I think only one part of what makes I think your art really unique and special, at least to me anyway, as somebody who loves creativity and art, is 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 gonna. Be, the other side of it is your storytelling ability. Uh, you know, there's one thing to have a great style, but what do you do with that? What do you what do you say with that style? Um, that having a good style is maybe having a language, but you have to choose which words you want to say or what what you want to speak to. And I think you choose really cool and unique things to speak to. Um, it's especially on your Instagram bio uh, page where you see some of the art that you you're working with. It's it's meaningful. It has, I guess, that uh, poetry, storytelling, writing aspect that, that you that you say that you know you practice that you love so much and as a passion. It really comes through in the artwork because you can tell that this is not just um, a picture that was produced by somebody who has a, a very special skill. It's something that. It's like almost like a vignette. It's a one frame of a story, and it leads you to believe that there's more to the story that could be shared, but you've selected one portion of it to share with us, and then you maybe sometimes add some descriptors. Even the, the, the more recent one that you posted um, of Pascal Siakam, and it's almost like a frames by frame showing different aspects of his quote-unquote game, but also the journey it takes to get to where he is now. And you can see an evolution between uh, the words and also where those words are placed on his, on his body or on, on the frame of the, of the, of the art piece. So it, I kind of all ties it all together. Um, so storytelling is one of those things where either you understand it or you don't understand it. And I, I'd love to hear how you come through that process of like, finding something that means something to you, converting it into a still piece that can still speak volumes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like I, I can tell that you told me that you 
you enjoy art and I can tell that you have a creative <laughs> eye too like you, the fact that you notice all that like that's you're so detail-oriented so yeah I appreciate you um kind of like translating that into words for me because like it's hard for me to kind of express what I'm trying to do and you actually nailed that right. so thank you so much for that <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna refer to this podcast if people ask me like why I randomly put like words and <laughs> right, like, right, right 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 yeah you know that it feels good in your mind, <laughs> but you don't necessarily know yeah. what words, like why I did that. I can't explain it all the way, but this is what makes sense to me. I get that too. Yeah. And yeah, like the, you know, it's, it's hard to express how, why, you know, like I, I, you know, how I tell a story or why I pick like a certain story with things, but it all begins with, um, I honestly like, you know, like, the old basketball series that you saw um all those different illustrations of different basketball players that I personally like handpicked and I felt was like you know not, not only resonates with like my story but may resonate with other people um it all begins with it comes out of a place of like fun and love and I honestly do these illustrations um not like you know I'm not purposely trying to like you know, create contact to kind of create something. Um, but I do it because I genuinely enjoy basketball and I genuinely enjoy art. And I've always seen like art, an art form in athleticism, most especially in basketball, just like just the movements and the athleticism. So when I did like a work like like the Pascal Siakam one or even like the Vince Carter like piece that I did, um I wanted to like I don't like just posting something and then just kind of like leaving it out there I want to have like people resonate with it because I think that is one of the greatest things that an artist could experience is not only having the opportunity and the privilege to share their artwork but to have um the privilege of having people resonate with it and tell you how they resonate with it and what they makes you feel and that's just like kind of how I feel about like my work. I, I enjoy like connecting with people. So whenever I post like a new illustration, especially something that is personal, it is not a project that I was commissioned to do. Um, I try to tie like a story to it. So I kind of look into, you know, um, I looked in, I've, I've always known like Pascal Siakam's like, you know, backstory. And uh, I, even with like Vince Carter and things like that, I tried to tie like maybe like a personal story into that that hopefully some people can resonate and that I think that most people might resonate so for instance the like Vince Carter piece um I tied it to like a personal story of my dad who's a Filipino immigrant and when he first came here to Canada um he one of the first things he bought was like this small like this baby sized uh like rap purple raptors hat and you know like he would always like you know like point to me and my brother of like Vince Carter and just we would always watch like games together and there was just like a lot of happy and like warm memories associated with that and I wanted to you know kind of tell a story that is my own story but a story that maybe people can you know feel good and kind of feel warm when they read it and be like you know what like I can resonate with that or even if you don't resonate with that you can kind of like feel the love and kind of feel like the happy memories associated with that story and then they can tie it with why I chose this particular like basketball player and why right. I portrayed the illustration the way I did and, and not just leave it out there just for interpretation. I kind of want to 
you know, create conversation in that way. That's really, really powerful. Like, I don't know. I feel like art's one of those things where it can, for the people that, you know, want to appreciate it, like the, the messages are there if you are taking the time to maybe look or discover or inquire and the more curious you are, the more you might be able to learn uh, about the artists themselves, about how they go through those processes, how they process their own internal identity and, uh, you know, journey through life. And then they start to share certain aspects of it. And I don't know if it's be. <laughs> I have to bring this up, you know, my uh, designer that works for our agency here at Creative Partner is Filipino, um, and, and her sister is as well, mm-hmm. and I can't help but notice there's a similarity uh, between your styles, and you mentioned you're Filipino as well. Yes. So yeah. there, there, even like some of the, when you showcase some of your work, how you use shadows for like some of the not the mock-ups but like the presentation of, on like social media I'm just, and I see some of the stuff Isabel our designer here and how she does some of her like work on the side that she does with her and her sister how they showcase it there's, there's such a I don't know if it's authentic to the country or to the culture but there is definitely a similarity between your art and Isabel's art our designer here in terms of how you guys have a very strong sense of aesthetic that's not necessarily seen anywhere else um and it it feels close to something but it's not it's very uniquely filipino filipina like it's it's just very i don't know how else to put it but there's something that connects even what you're doing here and what she does there on the side, uh, that's it's very beautiful. Like I, I can't help but but look at it and be like, wow, there's such a cool similarity here in terms of how it's all coming together. And I don't know, Filipino people have like such great style already. Like th- if you know, you know. <laughs> um, so okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about you know advocacy. And I feel like you have very strong opinions and that you are also like a real artist. You have something to say uh, in terms of like using your art for good and making sure that this little business that you're starting up, because correct me if I'm wrong, you you have an Etsy shop and do you do anything else uh, in terms of um, selling your artwork? Yeah. um, So I do have like the Etsy shop. Um, I do have like a website where people can inquire like I have a contact like form and all that um but recently I've actually been doing less like Etsy related kind of work and more brand um related work where I'm working with other different brands and other like small businesses or maybe like bigger brands um where I create like custom illustrations for their business or something just related to their brand so maybe like a brand activation kind of like illustration or piece. Um, I also do uh, like live, like calligraphy, live engraving, which um, I've done just more recently, just because like nature of the pandemic, there was just less like on-site and in-person work. And now um, the like the demand is coming back and the, the demand is back. So I, I've been kind of like doing that. But um, I would say like the majority of my work right now is actually working with other brands and other businesses. Um, and 
actually like just very recently, uh, like was it last week or la- two weekends ago during Mother's Day weekend, um, I did uh, this it's like, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm getting emotional like thinking about this brand deal already. But um, I did this collaboration with uh, Nike Toronto and um, WNBA. Um, yeah, and I did like uh, some custom illustrations for an event that they did at Foot Locker where it was around like 32 custom illustrations and people were able to get those illustrations heat pressed on- onto their nike apparel so they can customize their nike apparel and and it was just for that weekend um it was to celebrate the first ever wnba game in canada and so yeah it was so recent (laughs) yes yes it was amazing it's it was incredible like the atmosphere just seeing all the little girls and the boys and just everyone just excited to watch um like women's basketball was amazing so like when, yeah. when you you're part of a great even right here this is a great segue you're part of uh, you get introduced or invited to partner with the WNBA to share a great story about elevating women and elevating the story of women and how women's uh, uh in sports uh is being celebrated here in Canada and across the world um uh, that's not the only thing that you know uh, is going on in the world around us. So how does how does outside influences or outside causes help affect your art or your perspective? And that's something that you seek out to learn more about, whether it's truth and reconciliation, whether it's Black Lives Mattering, all the different things. I see them on your website. Um, and I'm like, okay, does this is this something that you seek out to kind of learn more, to kind of be more genuine through your artwork? Is that something that, that, that there's a connect there? Is that why it's on your website? Yes, absolutely. So I, I don't pretend to be an expert in these matters or um like you know in forms of like activism or advocacy and it's something that i try to you know relay as a message throughout my work as well that i am also learning and growing and that i'm going to make mistakes and i'm still making mistakes so it is definitely something that i actively seek out when i'm you know when i hear something on the news or when i hear something from like a friend or just you know anything that's going around in the world that i try my best to absorb but also educate myself on. Um, I, whenever I post like a piece relating to like, for example, maybe like truth of reconciliation or maybe relating to um, like racism against like black or indigenous people or like people of color. Like I always try to, I make it like a learning experience for myself as I'm doing like these illustrations. Like I, like for instance, like when I was working with, um, uh one like another brand where she wanted me to you know illustrate like a woman with bantu knots and I wanted to educate myself about that I don't want to just illustrate something that I don't fully understand and she is a she's a woman of color as well she's also she's she's a black woman and we were kind of just you know like learning from each other and she was like educating me and I was kind of doing my own research as well about this woman because I don't want to just create diverse women and you know, draw or illustrate a woman in the hijab or uh, like, or anything else that is is a different culture for me or someone that I don't fully understand from a different identity I don't understand um, and post about that when I don't fully understand it myself. So 
I try my very best to, you know, educate myself and do like the re- as much research as I can when um, posting like artwork or doing anything that has like advocacy to it. And uh, like, I do recognize that I will like make mistakes and that's, I don't pretend to be perfect or be someone who's like the face of like activism or anything like that. It's just like something that I'm learning for myself and that I hope to encourage other people to kind of join me on this learning opportunity to kind of like uplift like our fellow, like, you know, people and fellow humans and other communities as well. And kind of use my, my platform and my privilege uh, as an opportunity to do that. That's amazing. I love that. It's so authentic to you. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're not claiming to be an expert. You're not claiming to, uh, to know everything, but the journey of you learning, the journey of you being curious also helps you, uh, present a more authentic art piece also helps you present a more realistic art piece saying hey this is not necessarily my story i don't know the story of wearing a a woman wearing a a hijab but i can speak with somebody and learn through them and i can now share it through my lens and not say that i am the woman wearing a hijab but i'm somebody who has uh, interacted with somebody who has learned about somebody who can speak to because I've opened myself up to learn more about, and I think those are things that I think in this world uh, that we live today is very very much needed, where nobody is perfect and you don't have to have all the answers, and it's great to just be curious and to learn and to to approach life that way. That helps create more understanding, and the more understanding we have with each other, the better we can tell more uh meaningful stories because everyone's kind of listening and not everyone's not necessarily shouting all at the same time uh, mm. hopefully that makes sense that was, that was yeah, my little piece totally about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I, I also before we have before we have to go i want i want to take time and talk a little bit about the business as well so you mentioned that you 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 have brand deals you have an etsy shop you you're you're being commissioned for certain types of work sometimes how much of your time is dedicated to uh, to this quote-unquote business? And when did you make the decision to make the plunge? Like, okay, this is going to be like, I guess, another source of income for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have a full-time job. I, I work in, in government and it's, it's not like, it's not a very easy job and it takes up a lot of time too. So I try my best to make time like whenever I have breaks. So, so like my lunch break. So right now it's my lunch break right now and we're doing this podcast and I made time for that. And, you know, after I'm done work today, I'm going to do like another project that I, I have due in a couple of weeks. So I try my best to do, to do what I can with um like the breaks and kind of like the opportunities I have to work on them. And I just want to preface this by saying that I'm extremely privileged to have a job that is flexible, that I'm able to work from home, but also work in the office, have like a hybrid job. And that's not something that everyone has the um, the leisure of having. And so I recognize that. Um, And as well, like I have another source of income. So my, you know, advice, every time people ask me for advice or like how, why I, decided to start another stream of income or how I make time. I always preface it that because my circumstance um, is different and I just have 
like a lot of privilege related to that and a lot of uh, flexibility related to that, that not many people can have, for example, like maybe someone who's a nurse who has to be in the hospital or in the clinic at all times. Um, and you also work really hard yeah. for, for those privileges too. Let's just throw that in yes. there as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to preface that because like, you know, sometimes you hear from these podcasts, like, um these stories and uh -huh. like I feel like I, I want to be transparent and be like you know like I also you know I have the opportunity and flexibility and that's why I'm I do things a certain way that may not work for others exactly um yeah so I think you also mentioned um like how when I decided that it should be another um source of income um I think I mentioned like after like I did my friend's like wedding like CD okay chart. Right there yeah 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 um yeah and uh and also like like when the whole reason i started like an etsy and actually started offering services as a like a source of income was like from one of my co-workers and like my full-time like she was like why don't you start an etsy like that's a good platform to like start your services and like sell like handmade stuff and so that's why like i i did that and that's pretty much like where it came from <laughs> That makes yeah. sense. It makes perfect sense. And are you are you yeah. actively trying to grow this, or is this kind of like I have more than enough right now? Um, you know, because you're getting featured in places, you're being asked to come on TV, all that type of stuff. How did that? How did that stuff work? How did the people just find you because of social media, and then you're like, oh, this person has a unique uh, uh, style or approach. We should invite them on. Like, are you doing PR? Are you you know submitting your work to other places? So it's, um, it's a lot of things. So for instance, uh, like the Nike thing, um, they came, they, they reached out to me, like Canada basketball feature, they reached out to me and I feel like it's not like a simple answer. Like I, yes, I do PR. Yes. I reach out to people or no, I just like put my work out there. It's all of those things. Um, it's a lot. That's why like when people like ask about this, it's such a multifaceted answer. So you know, like I, the first and foremost, I put my work out there and I do what I love and it hopefully it reflects through my work and people see that. So like, like the Canada basketball probably looked at my page and saw a lot of basketball related artwork and and maybe asked like if I would be interested in a feature and Mikey did it as well. So I'm putting my work out there and just putting myself out there and just telling people about what I do and, you know, agreeing to do like features or do like podcasts um or do like collabs uh it helps a lot as well because it gives you like exposure and some I, I know there's a lot of advice out there saying like don't take something unless like you know you're getting paid for it and that's good advice too and that totally makes sense um but I also think it's also worth you know just connecting with people and creating like genuine relationships with other people within like different industries or within your own industry and then you never know where that's gonna go because like you know, like, I think, uh, we, I think me and you connected because of Jana from Jana Bakes. Um, she follows my work and she mentioned like your podcast and, you know, like you just never know like what re making relations and what connections can do. And it's such a beautiful thing and it just, something beautiful just grows out of it and different partnerships and different like projects and collaborations can grow out of it. Just like making that genuine connection and putting yourself out there and, making those relationships with people it's true people people 
you know are in the business of supporting the the ones that they know that they like that they understand and so if you can find a network of people that works within you know your industry whatever that is it can be sales it can be art it can be marketing all that all that different type of stuff it helps so much being connected with people because you never know the opportunities that lie there and they may be one or two degrees separated from the initial person that you've <laughs> met but then you can end up finding out like I, I never would have met you without jenna i never would have met jenna without my my uh, my uh, personal assistant with, without you know patricia so it's like there's so many layers of how you and i are on this podcast together but mm-hmm. when i see your art like i'm like oh i'm so thankful that i've been able to a appreciate enjoy and consume your your art and then be also to make the connection so that we're able to have further conversations now we have a way that we can talk together if i ever have something that i know that needs to be commissioned or someone needs something from me i know i can loop you in so there's so many there's such a powerful like i know everyone everything's online now everything is digital and <laughs> what's your instagram handle but knowing somebody or at least being acquainted with somebody it holds so much more weight um than just having a contact in your like follow list on ig uh mm-hmm. or somebody that you connect with on, on linkedin and i think for young artists it's very important to remember that this is still a human to human world and a lot of the even the big things that you see that happen on TV or on social media or on radio and other different places, they still happen because of human connections and with because people know certain people. It's no coincidence that these things happen the way that they do. It's because certain people are in the room who advocate for other people that they know, and then those people get brought are able to have opportunities to be in that room or to have opportunities to perform or do whatever else. It takes so don't take it as if all you got to do is send 100 emails to try to get a brand deal maybe go to a an event maybe go to a networking thing maybe go to a luncheon or whatever uh association you're a part of you might find that there are so many other opportunities there just by networking and not looking for an opportunity but just saying hi this is who i am this is what i do i like your style like your vibe that that's that's the best way i think for people to kind of grow in their artistry yeah and I, I completely agree um like i i'm a part of like a few communities like women who freelance and some other like communities and that's how i began my business as well going to these events and just making like you know connections with people and not just like you know going to these events and just giving out like my, my business cards <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that yeah. like i i'm not that i feel really icky doing that personally like i'm just not really good at like selling myself so I try to, you know, create like genuine like friendships, genuine like relationships. It's um, it doesn't feel good if like you're trying to sell something and it also doesn't feel good for the other person. So I try to always keep, um, you know, like conscious of that. And honestly, like it's like business and networking is such an art and I'm still trying to master it myself. So like kudos to people who like are so like slick like that and like so smooth with that. So yeah, but as you said, like, you know, people like Jenna, like, I'm so grateful to meet, um, like, her and to meet, like, other people and to meet yourself, like, just to make these relationships with people, like, you never know where these relationships will, like, blossom into. And so I'm always just grateful for, um, like, all of these and anyone who has ever given me an opportunity or, like, shouted me out or anything. 
Awesome. Okay, I would love for people to know where they can find you, where they can see your work. Let them know uh, uh, about, you know, your Etsy shop, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. So it's Inkscript. So I-N-K-S-C-R-P-T. No extra I at the end. Um, You can find me on Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, Pinterest, and my website, all like Inkscript. Um, TikTok, I'm still trying to figure that out. So if you go on it, please don't judge. <laughs> like I, I literally, like you'll probably notice that I literally use the same videos as I do on, on Instagram, but it's because I haven't figured it out. But you know, like we're all here, we're all yeah. Yes, we're all learning. <laughs> exactly. Hundred percent. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been the More Life Podcast. <laughs> I've been Bart. Peace out.